this total galaxy bounded by the Milky Way and that furthermore this galaxy is the function of all other galaxies and that vast thing that you see far off, far off, far off with telescopes and you look and look and look one day you're going to wake up and say why that's me Hello friends, welcome back. My name is Octavia and this is my astrology podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you're having a great week. I'm excited today to dig into some themes related to conflict. We are right on the edge of Aries season where we will be indeed uh, leaning more into Uh, confrontational and um, pioneering uh, activities and specifically as well the other reason I thought that conflict would be a timely topic to delve into is because um, we are having a Mars is squaring Uranus this week uh, and next week um, on the 27th or this weekend rather we're going to have Mercury entering Aries And then Venus is going to conjoin Saturn on the 29th this month. And the following week, first week of April, uh, we'll have a new moon in Aries as well as Mars conjoining Saturn, uh, which is that um, signature. Mars uh, conjoining Saturn is epitomizes conflict. So uh, I'm excited to go deeper into this with you all. If you can remember back to the end of 2020, um, Mars was actually in Aries, which is the sign that it rules, and it was retrograde for that um, final three months. And so it was, uh, you know, everyone kind of lost their mojo at the end of 2020. (laughs) So we are going to have a Mars retrograde again towards the end of this year. It will be in the sign of Gemini. And it will begin on October 30th, and it will go um, until the beginning of 2023 in January. So that being said, this is why I wanted to circle back around to the um, themes of anger, conflict, and consent. This transit with uh, Venus and Mars squaring Uranus really brought those themes back into the forefront of my mind and this ability to consider and contemplate conflict I think is has been one of the most rewarding practices I've done up to this point Um, because the natural reaction that we all have around conflict myself included is to um, really we don't want to deal with it like I mean we will if we have to But of course, fight or flight, the stress response that we have to conflict can come in where we just want to run away or we want to get right in the middle of it. So um, and all of those responses are quite normal. But I thought this would be a good opportunity to go a little bit deeper into these themes around conflict and our natural human tendency to want to either uh, run away from it or get very much involved and it's very kind of black and white in that sense and an important piece to highlight about conflict is that that you know the old yogis uh used to 
say this, that conflict externally is simply a reflection of conflict we have within. You know, I've I heard that years ago and I've, I've kept that close to me. And I think it's very true and, and it's not a blame thing. It's not like, oh, you know, go sort your shit out. It's kind of like, you know, we've all just had our minds on bigger things and sometimes um, we need to take these moments in the astrology where we can come back to ourselves and be like, okay, where do I actually land? Equinox just happened here in the Southern Hemisphere going into autumn, thankfully, because it's very, it's been hot and rainy and I'm just ready for that shift. Uh, but in this, in the Northern Hemisphere, you all are going to be kind of uh, bringing your awareness more outward. So regardless, um, this is a turning point moment where I were, we're, you know, this is a call to action, a call to a greater awareness and check in with ourselves so that we can understand where these uh, strong desires or uh, reactions we may be having, where they actually are originating. And if they're even ours, because things like anger and uh, frustration and, you know, feelings that are reactive are usually masking something else beneath them. And so tension and conflict are what help us to move forward and grow and develop. So there's this very complex relationship that we have to these ideas and to these themes. And I think that there's a lot here that we can actually parse out and use um, to help guide us through this time. And if we can understand that, you know, looking at examples of where imbalance actually creates something better, something more harmonious, uh, for instance, like the rule of thirds, which depending on what your aesthetic sensibility is, if you're familiar with the rule of thirds, you may not agree with it, but it's kind of a basic underlying principle with photography of you frame a photo, a composition into thirds instead of in halves or quarters or an even number. And the chart in astrology works similar to this. Um, the trine, of course, 120 degree aspect, it's the wheel that has been divided up into thirds. And of course, the square and um, opposition are both, um, opposition is dividing the circle in half into two parts, and then the square is dividing it up into four. And so we can look at these kind of basic ideas and understand that when we have an odd number, and I mean, this is even true in floristry and flower arranging, if you have an odd number of flowers, um, again, this is a very baseline, you know, I don't know anything much about photography or floristry, but if you put an odd number of flowers together, it really catches the eye and it looks really nice. I mean, I've like, I've gotten into, you know, uh, YouTubing about arranging flowers because I really enjoy it. And uh, anyway, so there's something to this imbalanced state that is actually more uh, conducive to us on a, um, you know, on a basic level. 
that, that has some, there's something in it that we like and there's something about it that we also don't like and that we don't want to look at. This is what the astrology can help us to unpack and uncover in our lives. And I wanted to talk about the myth of Aries for a moment as well, since we'll be charging ahead forward into all these Aries themes. Um, so if you're familiar with the tarot, with the chariot card, uh, this is a good example of the Aries archetype. And Aries was the fatherless god. So he was a warrior and he was very much interested in conquest and winning. And he sort of lacked this spiritual uh, underpinning um, because he did not have a father that he was connected to that he was very much in the realm of the material conquest. And so we can learn a great deal from this, you know, particularly this archetype coming after Pisces season can in fact give us some direction and incentive to uh, move forward and go after what we want, which is great. Uh, and we could all use some of that, especially with things being um, so far zoomed out and away from us within the collective and all of the things that have been transpiring. It is helpful to have that attention brought back into our personal realms. Um, and that, this is what Aries helps us do. With the Chariot card, that card is about being able to channel anger and desire and all of these sort of lower frequencies into directing them toward something that will um, elevate them. Yeah, so he channels them into guiding the horses and the chariot goes and then it's much bigger than just him with his little desires and his, you know, whatever he could do on his own. He's, he's enhancing it and elevating it in that sense. One important aspect of all of this that I wanted to highlight is that there is nothing wrong with having desires. There is nothing wrong with having anger. There is nothing wrong with saying no. And I think that the more that we can look at these things about ourselves, the more understanding it will give us about where everyone else in our lives is coming from. I'm also going to be referencing this book uh, by Dr. Gabor Mate. Uh, called When the Body Says No, The Cost of Hidden Stress. And this is one of my favorite books. Um, I highly recommend it. And if you don't want to invest in a book, you can find Dr. Gabor Mate on YouTube. He's a beautiful man to uh, listen to him speak. And he um, also did an episode, the, which is how I found him and discovered him on the Tim Ferriss show. And he actually talks a little bit about his own story, which is why I uh, came to love him so much as a human being, as a man, as a uh, doctor, and as a healer, visionary indeed. So um, I'm going to be making reference to that book. The book, the premise that the book is based upon is when we have been prevented from learning how to say no, um, our bodies may end up saying it for us. So, and I thought that this was a really um, great example of what Venus conjoined Saturn can look like. 
the way that we were brought up and what we were conditioned to do in situations of conflict and where we may or may not have been able to say no. You know, his he describes anger in his book as a boundary defense and that our immune system is an extension of our ability to have emotional boundaries. And so our bodies on a physiological level understand a boundary being crossed as the same as an invasion of a bacteria, a germ, some of the thing that could um, potentially cause us harm. In his book, he talks about anger is one of the seven A's of healing. They are acceptance, awareness, anger is the third, autonomy, attachment, assertion, and affirmation. Um, so he delves into all of those in the book. But today, uh, for our purposes, I'm just going to talk about anger and what healthy anger um, is described as in the book. He describes it as an empowerment and a relaxation. It is a physiological experience without acting out. The experience is one of a surge of power going through the system along with a mobilization to attack. There is simultaneously a complete disappearance of all anxiety. When healthy anger is starting to be experienced, you don't see anything dramatic. What you do see is a decrease of all muscle tension. The mouth is opening wider because the jaws are more relaxed. The voice is lower in pitch because the vocal cords are more relaxed. The shoulders drop and you see all signs of muscle tension disappearing. Now, if you're anything like me, like hearing that definition and description of healthy anger, when I hear that, I'm like, I'll take that. Yes, please. Can I have some of that? Because I don't know about you, but my experience of anger is not, I would not describe it in those terms. Um, but I just wanted to share that because it's a seed that we can plant of possibility. You know, sometimes it's nice to consider something that sounds impossible as in fact being possible and see what happens from that place. Aquarius is about freedom and it's like there's only so much that everyone can take before it's like, okay, I've had enough now. And getting to the point where you've had enough and you say that is a way of saying no. It's a way of saying no more. Like for my body, this is me saying I've had enough. I'm not going to keep doing what you're telling me to do because that would end up causing me more harm. So I've spoken about this in the past. So innovation and new ideas is ultimately something that can lead to war. And when new ideas are being integrated into society, it can be very divisive. Um, and this is what happened actually when around the time that Uranus, the planet was discovered, uh, was around the time of the American and French Revolution. 
And it was a very um, contentious discovery of a planet. Um, and it took a long time for it to be official and to be named and all that stuff. But it was, um, it was a time when there was a lot of things that were changing and a lot of freedoms that were being established for the first time. And, you know, that is ultimately what revolution is all about. In the I Ching revolution, it's hexagram number 49. The hexagram before that is the well. And the well, uh, number 48, is where the community comes together and draws nourishment from and the sort of hub that keeps it all going. And 49 revolution is about cleaning the well. So it is a very natural cycle to uh, clean the well, to clean out and uh, reconfigure this central point in society from which everything draws from. When Uranus was discovered, it was around the same time in the late 1700s as when uh, Australia and New Zealand were discovered by Captain Cook. Um, there was, a, and it's interesting because uh, Australia, the natal chart for Australia has a very strong Aquarius stellium. And this is, uh, you know, Uranus, of course, rules Aquarius. So there are no accidents here on planet Earth, in my opinion. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the, the period of time around this revolutionary time when Uranus was discovered and around the French and American Revolution, it also coincided with the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, which of course brought an end to the feudal system. But the problem is, is that a new point of view, a new idea, a new perspective challenges the old uh, point of view, the old order, right? And so then the, the old is confronted by the new, and then this creates this division, and this is, this is what creates conflict. And ideally, it doesn't go to war, it doesn't eventuate into that, but um, it has in the past. So ultimately, we can look at these themes and understand a little bit more clearly the nature of why this is all happening. And this is something astrology can help us do. In recording this episode and preparing for it, I've realized that there is a lot that I can go into on this topic, and I wanted to reach out to you as viewers and listeners, uh, because I've been asking folks um, in my realm as well about what their uh, reflections and inputs are around conflict. And if there's anything that you would like to contribute, I'm thinking of doing a multi-part series on conflict. We'll see what happens um, because I think there's so much to be said about it and that we can all um, benefit from uh, revisiting. And because it will be such a strong and consistent uh, signature in the astrology um, in the upcoming months, so if there's anything you'd like to contribute about it, please do feel free to drop me a line either on my Patreon page or Instagram. And yeah, just let me know what you think about conflict and if there's anything further that you'd like to go into or hear about.
that is going to do it for this one. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, stay safe, well, and wise.